AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel M. Pern. Welcome to Bar Talk. Is it ever enough to hold on to that feeling? Like summer of youth Maybe I'm wrong This time Caught in a fog of blue Have we even begun This life Well there's so much left to do Maybe I'm wrong This time Maybe I'm wrong Feels like we're all Is it ever enough to hold on to that feeling like summer of youth? Maybe I'm wrong this time. Caught in a fog of blue. Have we even begun this life? Well, there's so much left to do. Maybe I'm wrong this time. Maybe I'm. This is Shakira, and you're listening to AMR. Take me up your choke you. What I like me up your ego. Uh, I 
chow down that cow uh, folks welcome 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 to bar talk episode 45 to be precise yes unfortunately it's me your yours truly your unfortunate host again going solo hand soloing it all the way this time for a second time in a row because you know what I guess you can't get enough of my voice. Ha, ha, ha. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, guys, enough of the silliness. Welcome to episode 45 of Bar Talk. It's me, Daniel M. Pern, Big D, Big D, 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 coming at you with some of the freshest music coming around and uh, a good little interview coming soon. But uh, most importantly, I just want to welcome you to the show and tell you about the songs that you just heard. It was indeed, um, you just heard actually Besso Palmer and Rissa 
with their new single Ego, and before that, it was Runaway by Patches Paradise. Uh, actually, we'll talk. We'll go straight into talking about them because um, why the bloody hell not? Because I don't have that other person there to like, you know, bounce off and go. Oh, joke time! Ha 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 ha! Oh, how was your week? Oh, not bad, Daniel. Oh, I tripped over an armadillo, had a chocolate bar, yelled at an old man in the sky. Oh, nothing too outrageous. Yourself? <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, no, 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 nothing quite as is as exciting as your week. I can definitely assure you of that. Uh, however, I digress. <laughs> What was that even, folks? What was that even? Um, Patches Paradise. Patches Paradise. The song's called Runaway. That was really cool, I thought. It was a cool track to start off with, don't you reckon? Nice and just just silky smooth uh, as far as just a cool indie pop song. Patches Paradise is the moniker of uh, producer and touring musician Charlie White. This is his sophomore single. It's the first single he's released in three years. So, <laughs> Long time between drinks, shall we say, uh, Charlie. But you know what? I'm not really, really worried because when you're bringing out this good a production, can't complain. I must say for myself, what really stood out for me was just the beautiful wiry synths, just nice acoustic guitar rollicking in the background and just really breathy um, falsetto. Loved it. Really loved it. Um, He's been all over the place, apparently uh, influenced by the by the scenes of Chicago and New York. So just a lot of gl- bit of a global sound coming into it, but really just a great, great track all in all and solid, solid production. So I'm keen to hear more. Hopefully he's going to be, uh, hopefully he's going to be releasing a few more singles soon. It'd be cool to hear a bit more from him. Um, the second song we played, as I said, is a duo, a collab, collab, yo, uh, by Besso Palmer and Rissa, titled Ego. Now, Besso Palmer's from Sydney, um, and he's teamed up with Australian and, it says here, uh, I believe, uh, yes, Australian and Polynesian artist, Rissa. Uh, now, cool, 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 cool stuff. Uh, great, like, sampled vocals at the start there. Really good rubbery bass throughout the whole track. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, I'm trying to see how many singles these guys have done. Apparently, Besso Palmer has either <laughs> either just done the single launch or hasn't yet. Apparently, there was some secret launch supposed to happen at the end of this month. So, if uh, if it's already happened, and you know, actually, by the time this is released, which is tomorrow, is going to be the, what, the 29th of April, probably has already happened, let's face it. No, I hope that secret show, if it has already happened, Besso went swimmingly. Uh, he's got a few few shows coming around. Uh, also, you just see he's doing some supporting supporting sets. So, check him out if you want to see him live if you're in the Sydney area. But um, I digress. Uh, this is uh, he's only been around. He's only been releasing stuff since last year, which is really cool. It's like there's a lot of lot of talent going on there with the with the um, production. And I must say, uh, Reese's vocals really suited it. It's just a really really great club banger. Now, this week, folks, I had the just just a whole lot of fun chatting to this this week's uh, guest, which was Joshua, a WA artist, who got, we had a good old chat about all kinds of things, and I'm very excited because he has just released his EP called Albany, and we're going to be playing um, one of the songs off that called Heavy in a sec. But before that, we're going to go right into another track. By the way, these first three tracks have all been sent in by PR files. So cheers, guys. Great stuff. Uh, The next track we're going to play is Alter Falls. Now, I love it. I love it. I love it when we get sent in debut singles. This is the debut single from Alter Falls. It's called Take Me On Down. 
This song's got a real cool groove to it. Great indie sort of pop rock vibe going about it. And weirdly enough, it, well, not weirdly enough, great connection here. It has um, Sebastian Hingston, uh, who is Tia Costello's drummer on the percussion on this one, which, uh, you know, Sebastian, if you're listening, uh, ask Tia how the, uh, <laughs> how, how the gins are coming along. Uh, for those of you who have no idea about the context that I've, we of course had the pleasure of chatting to Tia last year uh, when her album came out, which was an awesome album, uh, back in November actually. So yeah, go and check it out, episode number twenty nine. Uh, however, I digress. They did get um, quite a good little team going together. These guys are a Brisbane artist, and they are a duo. Now these guys are so fresh. I don't even have any proper press photos. So, for those of you wondering why there's some cartoon face on the promotional material, it's, that's that's the single cover, I think. Yeah, no, it, it's yeah, it is. This, it's a single cover. It's the only photo we have. Maybe these guys are trying to do like a mystery thing. It's like, ooh, we don't want to show anyone our faces, like doing the Daft Punk thing, like this, you know. So nobody actually sort of knows what they look like. But you know, whatever floats their boat, I guess. Uh, it's a really cool song. What I liked about it is just it had great rollick and groove to it and a lot of great energy uh, influenced by the likes of The Weeknd, The Wombat, Spacey Jane. I got a bit of, uh, you know, circa day and age, the killer's vibe going on with the melody and the the tempo. But, I mean, that was just me. Uh, nonetheless, uh, they're amongst good company as far as their influences are concerned. So, good stuff, guys. Really good stuff. Uh, Keenan is here and especially see more of your beautiful faces. Um, but again, no pressure. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys are so excited for the interview with Joshua. That's coming out real soon. Uh, we are going to be hearing um, his song Heavy. But right now, Alter Falls, Take Me On Down, here on Bar Talk on AMR. Just like a show.
Hey, it's Joshua and you're listening to AMR. There it is, the look in your eye It says that I said too much about my tongue It's overflowing, and you can't swim to the surface When did this get so heavy? I'm just too much But don't say you're no brainer When did this get so Mama, that was a mm, That was so heavy. That was so heavy, folks. I fell through the floor, into the basement, through the basement, into the earth's core and back. Damn right, son. That was pretty, pretty heavy, you say. And uh, I, I agree. That was uh, heavy by Joshua. A uh, 
song of his brand new, brand, 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 brand new EP. As of recording, only a day old. Um, it's called Albany or Albany or Alberni. I'm not quite sure the pronunciation. I've heard that town being pronounced many ways, but uh, maybe uh, I can get the uh, man himself to enlighten me on said pronunciation because I'm very happy to have Joshua all the way from WA interrupted his lunch, you know, to come and chat to us. So you better feel fucking thankful about it. Joshua, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to Bar Talk. How you going? What you doing? And tell me how to pronounce your bloody EP. Hello. Um, hi. Um, I I am great. I have just had lunch. It's, it's I have bul- just had lunch. It's bulking season, so I hear. It is. It is definitely bulking season. We're moving into winter. We've got a got a um, but uh, no, no, just had lunch. We're ready to go. And um, Albany is the answer to your oh, question. Al- Albany. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, ding, ding, yeah. ding. Okay. Who had that on the board? Right. Bingo. Pronunciation. <laughs> bingo. See, I, I explained. I've explained this a few times to a few different artists because I uh, we we have this habit of mispronouncing everything, and and partially <laughs> it's because of us because we. We are just off the rails in terms of knowing what the hell's going on out there. We're like in our own bubble, essentially. But I partially put that down to uh, not enough pronunciations on the press releases. And I, I put this down. It's a, it seems to be an industry-wide thing, jo- Joshua, so I'm not pushing this on you or anybody you've worked with at all. It's definitely an industry-wide <laughs> problem. I'm going to be taking this up with APRA at the end. I'm going to be saying I'm going to make it a legal requirement that pronunciation for every song title and every EP or album and every artist's name be put on every single press release. So that way we'll <laughs> never, ever come across this problem before. We'll never come across I, this problem again, I think. I love it. I definitely know some artists who would love that. <laughs> they would be like, yes, I should definitely put that in my press release. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good idea. And if anybody disagrees with me, well, <laughs> this is not your show. Um, <laughs> Joshua, Albany is a great record. Well done. Just oh, say, thank you so much. Good job. Good job. Uh, this is, now this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is your first EP, isn't it? It My, is. It. Good, good. It's my first little yeah. baby. It's um must be very satisfying to have it out now, finally, in the world. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I mean, some of the songs I've sat on for, like, two or three years, and so um, it's it's pretty just, yeah, it's super great um, to, like, finally have them out of, like, my head and, like, out of my my iTunes and, um, yeah, out there for for other people to hear. Because I've been talking about this for a little bit and um, just putting – Putting my my money where my mouth is and going. No, I can. I've done this. This is this is my thing. Hopefully, after uh, enough circulation, you'll be putting your mouth where your money is. You know, yeah. The, I'm down with that too. Kissing them hundred dollar dollar bills, y'all. Uh, to give up the day job? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so ready for that. It's not funny. <laughs> spend more time. Spend more time bulking season, eh? <laughs> this is. For those <laughs> I lost him already, it's only five minutes in. Uh, for, those of you, for those of you who weren't around when we were, you know, doing the pre 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 interview stuff, which is everyone else, uh, we were talking about bulking season before and how my, my in my humble opinion, 
bulking season is just an excuse for people that go to the gym to eat any kind of rubbish food. Uh, so it's like the you know it's like the random season that just has no time, just pops up any time in the year. And uh, I it's said that because you were having lunch with your gym buddies, weren't you? Your gym, your gym yeah, mates. yeah, yeah. What's all up? the gym fans? Is 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 grilled chicken really? Okay, here's a question for here's a random food question. Grilled chicken. I've right. been told that's the go-to good protein, good healthy, you know, bulking whatever gym food if you want to build muscle. Grilled chicken. Is that right or is that bullshit? Um, I mean, it depends what you're, you're eating with, I guess. But if it's on its own then, and you want to be really boring and just grill chicken and eat it by itself, I mean, all power to you, but- I've, I use, like, spices and bit of <laughs> you know, chicken flavor. Don't even cook it. Just eat it raw. Just, just by itself. Just eat no it raw, seasoning, yeah. No salad, it's like nothing. Pure protein. That's all you need. <laughs> no, when I think of grilled chicken, I think, like, okay, we're going to put it on a bed of rocket. And then it's delivered to the bed of Like a grilled chicken salad, you know. Oh, man. I... I mean, I'll eat it mostly, like, you know, for, like, lunches at work and stuff. But, um, that's because I've just cut it all up and shoved it in a, in a container so I have something to eat when I'm there. So, <laughs> it's really just convenience food then, isn't it? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's convenience food. Salad packs from Coles. Chicken. I use chicken thighs because I can't deal with chicken breast because it's too... Too dry, and it's too hard to cook it right. Oh. So, chicken thighs is where I'm at. Sister, I hear you. A chicken thigh yeah, yeah. is all the way, all the way. Ch- all breast the way. is not best, despite what no. the uh, despite what the advertisement campaign says. It is not yeah, the 100%. best. I'm sorry. 100%. Whoever came up with that needs, deserves to be slapped across the forehead. That was stupid. <laughs> it was probably to sell more chicken breasts because, you know, the, us, us people that are beyond the- are beyond Plato's cave in the real world of you know, you know yeah. everybody else. All the dumb, all the dumb normies are in in Plato's cave, getting shown pictures of the breast is best. Ah ha ha! How funny innuendo! Yeah, we're you know out of the cave in the real world, going. It's just too dry. Yeah, it's Appa- so dry. It's ridiculous. Is, I don't know why people do it. Apparently, like- ma- apparently, you know, places that actually serve chicken breast to keep it moist, you have to pump it full of water. Otherwise, it's just so dry. <laughs> That's so true. Oh my goodness! Apparently, Macca's does that. They do it with their like any of their uh, meats. They have to pump it full of water because it's just, just so dry. Because I think it's just all dehydrated to you keep it for longer. Excuse oh, me, I can't. I don't do Macca's in general. Just like not necessarily for health reasons, just for taste reasons as well. It's just but, um, it's just um, not um, just only for bulking season. Macca's. <laughs> <laughs> if you can eat bread and cheese. But uh, it's not—it's not on my list of things I can eat. So, <laughs> unfortunately, probably not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> no, that's—that's that's what I tell people. They're like, "What do you? What does that? Is that really helpful?" And I'm like, "You know what? Actually, it kind of is because I would eat so much pasta <laughs> and and ice cream. It's not funny." <laughs> so you're not a pasta person. So you're not a pasta person or an ice cream person either. Oh, uh, I mean, now that um, we have developed into uh, foods that are um, edible and don't have wheat and dairy um, <laughs> and aren't stupidly overpriced. Um, we're all good. Like Ben and Jerry's have like this really great dairy free range. That's so good. It's not funny. Um, and like Magnum have brought out their own dairy free and they still <laughs> taste like real ice cream. So I'm not missing out. I don't get sad <laughs> because it's because it tastes like crap. It doesn't. They taste really good, and it makes me so happy. 
You're, you're now the spokes. You spokesperson. You spokespersoning for uh, Magnum now, are you? I mean, if they want to sponsor me, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me, give me all the dairy free ones. Send them to my house. I'll be fine. <laughs> Just plenty of samples. We're bulking season all year. Did <laughs> was it streets that make them, or is it the other one? It was a dear streets or whatever. It's bulking season. Send me free Eevees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, sign me up. Where do I? Where do I sign? Um, <laughs> let's talk about the EP because uh, we, as much as I, as much as I love, as much as I love uh, shitting on bulking season, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's EP season with Joshua. It is. A hundred percent EP season for Joshua. For those for those of you who have short memories, he has just released uh, Albany or Albany. Sorry, I'm, I'm already getting the pronunciation mixed up again. Albany, but you're learning, and that's what's important. I'm getting there. Come on, come on. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, Albany is, of course, the new EP uh, by Joshua, which is out now. I mean, you you were going on before about how you're very very grateful to finally have it out there. Oh my goodness, yes. But what was it like holding on to the to some of those songs for so long? Because you said two ish years since you've written some of them. Was that on purpose that you was it was it purposefully done where you had waited and held on to the songs, or was it just pure coincidence and uh, you know, hap, you know, pure circumstance that meant that you had to hold on to them for so long? Um, I think a bit of both. Um, I put out some songs a couple of years ago. And um, really wanted to, like, after I'd done that, wanted to focus on um, my writing and um, my production skills and my artistry. So um, I really knuckled down and worked on those. So I wasn't really writing for, um, like, specifically for releases or anything. I was just working on um, my songwriting because I just, like, I was like, I need to be a good songwriter. I love songwriting. Mm. Songwriting's, like, so much fun. Yeah. And, it's I I got because um, of COVID like everything's shutting down. Um, the a lot of producers went online, and so I was just like, oh, that's really cool. And um, M Squared, who I've been following for a little while, and I was a really big fan of um, yeah. Michael Painter's Love Before back in like 2010. Mm. Um, you know, 17 year old me was screaming that one at the top of his lungs. So I was in my moment and um, yeah, they, they had this opportunity and I made um, a rocked up and over, over zoom and um, we made jump. I already had jump written, but um, like we tweaked some of the verses so that they, you know, they sounded better and they ran better with um, into the, into the chorus and rejigged the pre. And then um, they, they took, took the vocals and, built that super amazing production around it and they sent it back to me and I was I was 6 a.m. my time when I got it and I'd just woken up getting ready for work and I just lay on my bed and just had it on repeat for like the whole hour. <laughs> I was so stoked with how it sounded. And like, I didn't like that wasn't hadn't even wasn't even that old. Well, and, I was um, going to say, were the people that you were living with kind of pissed off at that point? It's like, stop putting that on repeat. We heard it the first stop, time. Stop it. Stop it. Well, I've had the joy of living on my own for for the for the last couple of years, so uh, it's all good. I don't have to annoy <laughs> annoy housemates. It's it's just me. It's great. Well, hey, uh, at least at least there's no pissing offs of the of the uh, housemates that way. 
I was going to say, how, how, was it, how was it like handling, um, I suppose you, I'm, I keep thinking, yeah. oh, yeah, how was it like handling lockdown? You guys had a fuck all lockdown. Like, I'm so jealous. Um, <laughs> well, down in Albany, we were literally locked down. Our only lockdown was the, the two weeks, four weeks, uh, like the very, very start when the whole country was locked down. Yeah. yeah and then that was it. We had um, WA, WA had a lockdown at the start of the year, um, the first week of February, but that's it. <laughs> We've been super fortunate. It's, yeah, it's been pretty great. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to rub it in, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us a bit, because obviously the name is taken from your name, for the sake of your, your hometown. Or is, it, is it your hometown or are you, you know? You're not from Albany? No, I'm from Mandra, which okay. is an hour south of Perth. Mm. And um, I moved down to Albany for a job last year and I wrote all these songs. And then a friend of mine um, who I was having some like songwriting mentoring sessions with, she was like, why don't, like, why don't you make like an EP? Well, actually, no, backtracking. Um I, because I was living in Albany and because of COVID, um, Regional Arts WA put together all these grants um, and I applied for one of them and I got it. So I was able to fund making new songs mm. and like getting them like properly produced and like ready for release and like making them real schmicko. And then my friend was like, why don't you just make it into an EP? Like make it into a body of work. Is there a through line that runs through all these songs? And I was like, well, they all oh, wrote them all while I was here in mm. Albany. Mm. And I liked that idea. Um, and I think I might build on that. Like it might be really cool to have like a little trilogy okay. of EPs based on like where I am. Like I'm living in Mandra at the moment. Um, so I think I'm going to work towards like another one like just going to be a Mandra EP and then I want to move, hopefully move to Sydney in the next year or so. And like, that could be the next one. It'd be like a Sydney EP. Um, I just have like this like trilogy of locations. Like sounds like, feels like it's a good idea. So. All right. So you're just going to keep, you're going to yeah. have to force yourself to move each, each time you want to make another record. <laughs> Every release move somewhere. Done. <laughs> like the rest of my life. Oh, in that case, then you're gonna have to start looking for really aesthetically pleasing names so they actually yeah. work as song as um as EP titles. Because I mean, yeah, no, 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 no offense to Mandra, but it's not quite doesn't quite roll <laughs> off the tongue the same way as Albany. It's it's true, it's true, and people are gonna pronounce it Mandura for so long. It's not funny. Well, I'm gonna say is anybody like? Oh, how did the how would the Americans pronounce it? That's they're gonna be the real problem. Oh, yeah, it's very true. It would definitely be Mandura for them, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> we do have a letter in this, in the, yeah, M-A-N-D-U. No one, no one uses the U. It's just Mandra. It's how we pronounce it. We just forget that there's a whole extra vowel right in the middle. We don't care for it, but no, we don't need it. It's Mandra. 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 <laughs> yeah. Bogan. Bogan accent and everything. Tell, tell me a bit about... Um your producers, because they weren't obviously. Because you talked about how you you could do, you could work together online with your producers. So whereabouts were they mm-hmm. all located? Because I noticed you worked with a few different different ones on this record. 
Uh, so M Squared produced all the tracks, yep. um, and they're based in Melbourne. So Michael Painter and Michael Delarenzis. And, uh, yeah, we literally, it was just over Zoom. We had, I had all the songs ready to go. Um, and I played them a bunch of demos and they were like, oh, this one's good. Let's do this one. I like this one. Let's switch out this one. And, and yeah, I, they built tracks from their end and they sent them to me and I was like, yeah, these are really cool. Um, or maybe change this bit or this bit. And then we did mm. all the recording sessions because I've got a little recording set up at home just for, I mean, at the time it was just for demos and I managed to borrow a good mic off a friend yep. and just recorded it all at home just over Zoom. Mm. Nice. It's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked. I mean, I am obviously love to be physically in the studio doing it and like, you know, being all vibey and in person and stuff that, you know, we made it work and I couldn't, couldn't be happier with uh, how it all sounds and how it all ended up. I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I was going to say, you wouldn't have probably thought about doing it that way before last year as well, just with, you know, because you talked about how it suddenly had become possible to do it. So, this wouldn't have probably crossed your mind at all to do it all online. No, I was just, yeah, it was just all there. We just had to make, I mean, the time difference was a bit fun. Like I was recording at seven o'clock in the morning because um, it was, you know, nine, 10 o'clock um, Melbourne time. Um, depending, you know, we had some daylight savings, jump overs and stuff. Mm. And um, so I had to like get up early and make sure my voice was warm and ready to go for seven, seven thirty. Um, yeah, but no, it was. It was a dream come true, really. Don't tell me you were doing vocal takes at that time of the morning. Yeah. Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Yeah. The last song I took, um, I took the morning off work um, and because it was like the first week back. And, um, I, um, yeah, I was, <laughs> we, we'd finished by 9 a.m. my time. What? How how do you get your voice ready at that time in the morning? Because normally you're like, oh, God, oh, it smells like I've been smoking a cigarette all night, you know? <laughs> like what kind of routine do you have to put your voice to, your voice through to get it ready at that uh, time in the morning? Well, it's lemon. I mean, a quick coffee and breakfast beforehand because you need to make sure that you're, you know, sustained I and awake. Coffee? And then, I suppose yeah. awake, yeah. I was going to say, lucky you don't have dairy because – yeah, that's it, my friends. These are these are the perks of my life at the moment. I'm like, I see it's not a problem. I don't have to worry about dairy and singing because I can't eat it. <laughs> um, this is fine. I can drink my coffee before I sing, and I'm fine. Um, but um, I sang at my church um, for a couple years, and Sunday morning we you know we had practice started at eight, and so you'd be up and warming up. And, you know, it's like middle of winter. It's like, you know, super cold. And so you just had to learn how to warm up your voice in those sorts of conditions. And it took a bit longer. But um, I think that really helped in the end because I just got up. I have a a, a playlist on my phone of just like little vocal warm-ups. And it's like sort of like my vocal homework that my Mm -hmm. my vocal coach gives me and I do them with and then I'm, I'm good to go. It takes me a couple takes. And then, like, once you're, like, you've settled into the track and you're in it mentally, then, yeah, just run it. So, just coffee and uh, good vocal warm-ups. I'll, I'll have to make a note yeah. of that. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, and like, and like a lemon and honey. Oh, okay. while, you're, while you're in the session, of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. You're not a. I don't know if you're a real. If, are you a real singer? If you don't have water, lemon, and honey in the in the studio with you while you're recording, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> the standard practice. No, my my standard practice is to Panadol and a, a, a fucking Canadian club uh, neat. Just lines of throat and numbs any sort of pain there. Oh, wait, that's more for sore throats. So <clears throat> don't recommend this, guys. This is a uh, this is coming say, from a guy sounds, that sounds super healthy. This is coming from a guy that uh, would uh, that wrecks his throat on the weekends. Uh, won't go into more detail about that, but yeah, he, he's thing. If you've got a sore throat, and you need to sing. Two Panadol and a nipper whiskey, and you'll be fine. <laughs> it probably won't well, help the throat, but you won't feel a thing, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you won't feel a thing. And that oh, got me it. through 2019. 2019, I had a terrible, terrible flu, and I couldn't, oh. I couldn't perform at all for about a month and a half, and then I managed to get well, – I had to play one gig because I was supporting a friend's launch. I was like, oh, do, mm-hmm. I, do I cut out of this? It's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm a man. Got to man up. Got <laughs> got to f- fuck that sore throat. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck what's probably better for you. I just won't sing anything high. I'll sing everything low, an octave lower, and I'll have the Panadol, two Panadol, and a whiskey. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorted. Sorted. Yep. Standard practice. Dram Dram works well for that as well as Dubliner. FYI, if you're if you're taking tips off me, if you're not writing notes, because uh, it's got the honey in it. So if it's a honeycomb flavored whiskey liqueur, even better. <laughs> as long as the honey's in there, you're good to go. Yeah. I tried a hot toddy around that same time as well. Cause thinking, how can I get oh drunk gosh. and avoid a hot sore throat? Ugh, yuck, never having that again. Oh, I disgusting. <laughs> yeah. No, Not on my to-do list, so you've just proved my point. Yeah, no, it's like I know. I was like, "Whoa, I'll, I'll get rid of that." You know, <laughs> dodge that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the vocals really do do stand out as a fixture on the record. So I must say, good job on that too. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I've been working um, a lot with my my vocal coach um, over the last two and a half years, mm. and um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked with how things how things ended up sounding, and um, it's also really good to have a producer who is also a singer and knows how to coach you through takes, um, right, and right. like have and you know have them vocal produce you and be like, oh, try that again, but this time um, do this instead, and we'll we'll see how that sounds, and then we'll stack this and this and this, and mm-hmm. it's going to sound like this and. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, really great because I think in the past um, I haven't really had producers who are also singers or have like experienced with vocal coaching you through different takes. Um, and yeah, Painter was amazing through that. Um, and yeah, I think he pulled some things out of my voice that I didn't know I could do, which is really cool. I love learning uh, like new ways to use my voice and. Um, like experimenting it with a little bit more in what I'm writing now because of what we achieved in those sessions. So you reckon it's really just added that extra bit of something, having that some having that someone who is both experienced in in vocals and producing to really what, kick your vocals into the next gear. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, hands down, 
yeah, like my favorite recording experience. What's um, what I guess is is something that you you would find in the recording process that you're not overly familiar with, or you really got to let the producer take direction on. Is there a sort of particular area of that process that you really got to let them take control because you're maybe not too sure about how things work in that in that sense, or are you pretty across uh, the board? Are you pretty much across the board with everything involved with that? Uh, in terms of singing or like building the track as well, just just anything in, in involved with the recording and producing process, I guess. Um, well, I that's uh, I started like teaching myself how to use Ableton like five years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so all my demos are built sort of around that. So I have a good idea of like what I want it to sound like. I don't necessarily have the skills to like build it to what I can hear in my brain. Um, so I think. There are definitely songs on there that, that have like a little bit of my production in there, like Never Been In Love. Some of those mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. were from um, my demo, so they've taken those and um, put out, like use those in the final production, which is really cool. Um, the other ones, like Fanboy, they I didn't necessarily have much of a track built out for that one. Um, and I think just the nature of the song, what we talked about and how we recorded it, um, or how we talked about it to start with, they yep. they just went to town. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, the song sounds a little bit creepy, so pull in some weird sounds. And they came back and was like, yeah, we pulled this reference from like FKA Twigs and then <laughs> this other one from Marilyn Manson. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And then the production on, on Fanboy is my favourite one um, on the EP because there's so many like little bits in there that create like this whole slightly creepy atmosphere mm. um, that we we're going for. Um, I mean, <laughs> the song is about being obsessed with someone. Um, so, yeah, I think I have a good idea of like what I want. And so, yeah, just letting them build off that. Do you, Did you find that um, there was quite a lot of elements that – you hadn't thought about that ended up being on the final product or was it largely the vision that you, you know, anticipated when you went into the recording process? Um, A bit of both. I think if there were some cool things that we did vocally that I hadn't really thought of doing um, just in terms of adding layers and um, little ad libby sections and um, sort of like additional background vocals that weren't just harmonies. Um, yeah, which I thought was really cool, like little embellishments here and there. Um, I really love, really loved learning about that and getting to do it and um, hearing how they approached building those sorts of soundscapes. And I've started incorporating it now into my writing, and I'm I'm, I'm loving it. I feel a little bit Ariana Grande doing it, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is great. So it's like, yeah. Just comparing myself to Ariana Grande. That's I, fine. I was gonna. Um, we were joking about this before the interview about like, oh, don't talk about influences. Uh, but here I am <laughs> going to say, are you a? Uh, well, hang on. You know, how, like you have um, you, you have like uh people like we have people who are fans of Justin Bieber. They're believers, or uh, you know, people who are you know Taylor Swift fans. They're called Swifties or whatever you call them. I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. I'm not not too good with the or Directioners like One Direction. Uh, yeah. Is there like a an, are you an Ariana are you an Arianite or whatever they call them? <laughs> and uh, it's an Arianator. And uh, is that like, what they call them? Yeah, an Ari an Arianator. Yeah, uh, yes, absolutely, hands down. <laughs> what 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 she can pull off with her voice is insane. 
Yeah. Insane. Not even just like, you know, high notes and, you know, the stuff that people generally tend to celebrate, but like just all her, her whole technique and everything. Yeah. My vocal coach and I sit there and talk about different songs of hers in like random sessions and pick them apart and how she did particular things. And right. um, yeah, it's really cool. Did you say you Big and the, what she does? Wait, who, who was it? You and the producer? Did you say that they're <laughs> just picking apart the song? Vocal coach. Oh, your vocal coach, right? Yeah. My vocal coach. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> just go. Yeah. Whenever, um, if I do something funny, or well, we have this joke, um, well, she'll call me Ariana and I'll call her Mariah. Okay. Okay. Like, okay, Ariana. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> so is is her is there is their hero, um, Mariah? Is it, yeah, who do you say you call him? Mariah. Mariah. Oh, it's just, um, Ariana Grande's um, hero is Mariah Carey. Oh, right. So that, I was going to say. Was the, yeah, I thought you said Mariah. Those- I, was, I was like, oh, maybe they're maybe the, your vocal coach's hero is Mariah Carey. I don't know. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are they like? Are they if they is that their guilty pleasure artist? Um, I don't know. Actually, she's definitely a, an Ariana Grande fan, though. I know that for sure. Well, who, who's um who's your guilty pleasure? I mean, I love me some Justin Bieber. Okay, so um, you are a bit of a believer. Yeah, his okay. new album is insanely good. But um, were you a, a believer from the start, or are you like a t- tag on since he changed uh, his style? I mean, <laughs> I mean, a bit of both. I think I really started paying attention um, with his Journals album, and I think that one was just a bit more. Mature. I mean, I think we're about the same age anyway. So when he was releasing Baby, I was still in high school. And so I was still in that ugh, sort of perception of Justin Bieber. But <laughs> you know what? We're now all like late 20s and Baby comes on and we all sing it at the top of our lungs anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? So you were a bit um, of a closet Bieber fan back in the day by the sounds of it. Yet to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just say publicly deny it, but you know. In private. It it's all- true. Man, back then it was a mixed bag. Like Fallout Boy were doing their thing and Paramore. I was like, oh, this is really cool. But then like Lady Gaga and Rihanna were really going off and I really loved what they were doing as well. So, you know, I was I was definitely the weird kid in high school. Mm, mm. <laughs> so, you, did, did you have a goth phase then? I didn't. Okay. Thankfully. So, you didn't get too close to the hair dye, the black hair dye and, and the- and No, the, we, did go through a, we did go through a blonde tip stage. Oh, well, it- That hopefully most, we'll never see the light of day again. Most kids did um, in that decade. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My mum my yeah. wouldn't let me near that stuff. So, no, it was never going to happen. But then one, one friend of mine see, said once, no, Daniel, you got to get, get the blonde tips. It's like, no. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> my mum did it. My mum did it for me. So oh, okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Had the cap and the crochet hook, and <laughs> I sat there and got my head stabbed. Was she? Was she actually relatively competent at it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Crushed it. Crushed nice. it. <laughs> yeah. Frosted tips Bring, brings back a very, it's very brings it back a very specific time. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Was that your? Was that your weirdest phase in terms of? hairstyles was it <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah i did it when i was about like 12 and 13 and then i didn't for a while and then i did it again in year 12 mm-hmm. and so my year 12 ball photos that's the look so 
just there it is. So it is what it but is. But I haven't done it since. Is, <laughs> it in the, is it in the school photos for that year? Because so your official, you know, your official, you know, year twelve senior photo. No. Oh, I think okay. it grown out. It had grown out and been chopped off by then. Ah, shame. Because our, our ball was like like third week of first term or something. I feel like that. And so terribly wasted opportunity there, Joshua. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe I saved myself. Speaking of vanilla. Later ridicule. Speaking, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of vanilla, you know, go for just, no, just no, no, nothing fancy with the hairstyle for your year photo. <laughs> no, just straight down the line, played it safe. I, I see, because you, you very lovely corrected me before, you only did have one main producer on there, but I see you worked with a couple of other people as well with the recording process. Uh, Cam Naxon and uh, Rachel Phillips, or Rahel Phillips, sorry. Where, Rahel. Uh, Rahel. Rahel. I'm pronouncing everything, mispronouncing yeah. everything. So, what was their <laughs> roles with the record? Uh, so, Rahel is actually my vocal coach. Oh, okay. Um, and I would, yeah, and I was starting to send her um, just like demos and stuff that I was working on. Mm-hmm. And um, because she's a songwriter, singer, artist in her own right as well. So, it was really cool to have someone willing to listen to what I was doing and give me some feedback. And um, she helped me um, restructure what I'd done for um, Never Been In Love. So she's um, she helped me co-write that. And then um, because of COVID, again, um, I think I'd like to uh, thank COVID for sponsoring my EP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Cam Naxon is based over in Sydney. And he went online um, and he's worked with some of my favourite artists in terms of like writing and producing and also playing in their live band. And um, he started doing some like online sessions, just like weekly, fortnightly lessons really um, on songwriting. Um, and yeah, um, he jumped on and um, helped me tweak up a bit of Never Been In Love. And then we wrote You Make Me Want To Break Things together actually um in one of our lessons um but yeah that's helen helen cam are super amazing i love both of them so much it's not funny um what was it like doing that co-writing um remotely compared to some of the songs you may have done by yourself um well they were i mean i haven't i don't really know i haven't done anything um in person co-writing, so it's my only experience <laughs> doing it. Um, but I loved it; it was so good. I mean, I've never met them in person yet. Um, we're going to make our. I'm going to make my way over east at some point, hopefully this year. Yeah. Um, hopefully, yeah, being the keyword. Yeah, hopefully being the keyword. Um, but no, I didn't. It didn't phase me at all. Really, I'm pretty. I'm pretty uh, adjustable that way. So you, you found it was pretty pretty easy to transition to uh, opening up to have that collaborative workspace going, was it? Yeah, I mean to start. I mean, um, Rahel and I already had that um, like friendship going anyway, so it was just building on that. And Cam's Cam's super easy going, and we get on we get on really really well, um, like right from the start. So once we got in there. Um, we, yeah, it was, it's just like, you know, writing songs with friends. 
So it was pretty pretty crazy just over the internet rather than in person. Fair enough. Yeah. I was going to say, it just, just makes me think, um, words with friends. You never actually play with <laughs> friends, do you? It's just with randoms on the internet. <laughs> well, I mean, we kept, I kept it. Kept it insular. And I only did it with like my friends and family. I didn't. I'm not a jump onto the internet with random people kind of a person. Um, my mum never let me. My mum never let me on MSN. I, I had okay. one MSN friend, and it was one of my good school friends, and that was the only person I had on MSN. I wasn't allowed to talk to strangers or do any of those sorts of things. Um, so I don't know if that built something up in me where I'm just like I'm not going to write with. Random, random people just yet. Um, you got to wonder whether but, she was trying to hold back the inevitable or whether it was intentional. <laughs> you go, well, you know, you're going to have enough of that shit when you're older. Maybe. Maybe. It's, it's definitely maybe more discerning about who I, who I open up to and um, talk to about different things. This got in, sure. this got incredibly deep really quick. It's like you know, self reflecting. Oh yeah, my, whether my um, whether my MSN you know access has <laughs> has influenced me as a person who maybe who who doesn't you know get intimate enough with enough people that maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my songs are insecure. Childhood childhood influences on adult behaviour. <laughs> Yeah, it's just we're just going into the whole, you know, the psychological argument here, whether it's you know it's environment versus you know nurture versus nature. Come on, man, I love that stuff, so I'm all around it. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's you know, let's dissect it a bit more. Plants. <laughs> um, I just realised before too. Um, I marked up the order too that we we're going to play the songs. Now I said we came off heavy, in which we did, and we we're going to play that last. <laughs> Because well, we, were gonna, we, we, were gonna, we were going to talk about it. Well, you were going to talk about it because it was one of your favourites. So, speaking of getting getting in depth, um, tell oh, me about Heavy. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, I was wondering how I was going to just yeah, cram it in. Like, this is going to be so, <laughs> so jarring. Because just then it's just like, oh, yeah, I fucked up. Let's do this instead. <laughs> well, good work. I, I appreciate how you've navigated these borders. Well Ooh. done. Yeah, call me Captain, eh? Uh, yeah, call me Captain. <laughs> Captain Daniel. Captain Daniel. Aye, aye. Uh, heavy, talking about opening up. Heavy, you said, was one of your favourites on the mm-hmm. record. Tell me why, because is there something about the theme going on there that you really sort of connected with maybe once you had put it all down or what's going on there that you really liked? Um, I think it's probably the most... Um, like vulnerable song on the record on the yeah, on the record for me um, because I went through like mental health has been a big thing for me for the last couple of years and I went through a really rough patch um, at the start of last year like I moved to a new town I didn't know anybody um, my mental health wasn't great in the beginning and so it all just kind of went a bit went a bit crazy and I found myself telling people that I'd literally just met um that I wasn't doing okay and just the, the look in their face just like um I barely know you why are you why are you telling me these things um <laughs> I'm not your therapist <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much and then um that that whole that image actually started the song for me um and that's where that first that first line comes from and um it started out as another song called um I think it was initially called talk too much 
Yeah. And then, and then I was just like, oh, I feel like that's not quite right. And then the word heavy had been um, going around in my brain because it was just really, it was just really tough to like, like motivate myself to do things and, you know, simple things like cleaning my house or like doing the dishes. I mean, we all hate doing those things anyway, but it's just, it got to like, it's just a really bad point. And I was, I need to get it out of my system. Um, and yeah, that's where, that's where it came from initially. Yeah. Cause mm. I don't know. I think I got, it kind of just being, you know, really honest, it kind of really scared me how sad I could get. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't want it to get worse. So that's, I was like, I need to like be honest about how bad I'm feeling. Otherwise, you know, I'll end up being, you know, not in a not great place. So, was that largely what you reckon pulled you out of it or was there some other things that you reckon helped you get out of that mind space? I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, we've talked about bulking and stuff. I'm really passionate about- um, Bulking. Bulking season. Bulking. It's the answer to bulking everything. Season. But- um, but like how? <laughs> Point noted, Joshua. I'm gonna, every time somebody tells me I'm depressed, I'm just going to go bulking season. Bulking season done. <laughs> what are you, do? what are you doing be- here? Sack your therapist. It's bulking season time. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, Macca's drive-through. But- Who's in? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But um, imagine I- if I imagine if I said that and instead of the, instead of actually instead of that answer, if I use my my method for sore throats. I'm depressed. Nah, two Panadol and a whiskey. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's the wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh like that only, that only works in some context. <laughs> not depression. <laughs> this, is not, this is not an all-purpose remedy. <laughs> Side oh, effects may vary wildly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but in, in, all, in all seriousness, back to your question. Um, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I built up some really good friendships while I was living in Albany. So I think I just ended up just talking more openly and honestly mm. with those guys. Um, and it taught me a lot, like how much having good friendships and like how, how valuable they are um, and being able to feel safe enough to talk about someone without them, like about how you're feeling with someone without them going, Oh my goodness, I don't want to hear this. Or what are you talking to me about this? They just sit there and like, they take it and they're like, okay. And they give you space or they give you the time of day. They pull you out. Sometimes like I had friends, I mean, I had a COVID test. So I had to like stay locked down. Um, and like, they went and like did my shopping for me and yep. um, stuff like that, which I was just like, Oh my goodness. It's so good to have super amazing people to open up to. So, what you're saying is <clears throat> the real Albany, the real Albany was the friends we made along the way. And that- 100%. <laughs> I mean, it, it really, not going to lie, uh, it's, it is, it really is. I wanted to make that joke. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't not get away with this. <laughs> well, you did it, and I appreciate it. It was glorious. It was well received. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Anytime. So, do you reckon inadvertently your, your just openness actually led to you making those solid friendships that helped you get out of that rut, so to speak? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Maybe just fine tune it a bit. You know, it's maybe instead of you know asking them, maybe just instead of blurting out when you first meet them, how you're going, buy them a drink yeah. first. They feel obliged <laughs> to listen to what you're saying, then yeah, say yeah. how shit life is. Yeah. You've got to build the foundation first and then you've got to be like, then you've got to show them what they're actually yeah. dealing with. Yeah. And then they're like, I can't get out of this now. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's where the two <laughs> Panadol and whiskey comes in. You have that first. <laughs> well, either you can split the, you can split it up. You have the two, you have the Panadol yourself to numb the pain. You give them the whiskey to butter them up, so to speak. <laughs> or if you really want to go double, double up, double the dosage, give yourself all four pills, give them one whiskey. Um, that's- oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a doctor, guys. And uh, <laughs> my mum's a nurse, and so is my Uh-oh. brother. And I can just, I can just feel them dying in the back of my brain. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness! Uh, all right, just uh, full disclosure. I'm not a nurse and/or a doctor. And uh, if you really want help, please go and call. Or if you want someone to chat to, thirteen, eleven, fourteen, uh, which is a lifeline number. Yeah. Um, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try that at home. <laughs> oh my it's gosh. a fucking dosage. Uh, there's a reason for it. Um, <laughs> I'm talking to Joshua. He's just released Albany. His EP. We've dis- we've dissected how it's really it's it's really a reflection of his mental state and how he came out of a rut. Well, that's what I'm getting off it. It's, that is that is exactly. That is exactly the overarching theme. Is that if nailed I, it? Is that is that what I'm trying to? Is that is that what you're trying to do? Is that the aim of it? Have we actually just have we actually just gotten to the bottom of it? Inadvertently? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Damn right. That's what I do. I love it. I love that. I love that. You, you do it so well. Where where do you want to live next? I was going to say, there's one place uh-huh. you mentioned you want to do Mandara or Mandra yeah. as your next EP. Fair enough. But what's the third <laughs> EP? What's the trilogy? If this is your, uh, if you, if this is, if Vandra is going to be your Empire Strikes Back, what's your Return of the Jedi? Well, I'm thinking Sydney at the moment because um, all the, I mean, that just seems to be where everybody is at the moment, and like all the producers that I want to work with are over there. And um, I've had a couple sessions with uh, like another Sydney producer mm. and a co-writer, and they're both over there. Um, a lot of my favorite artists at the moment are there um, and they all think like, they're all in this big friendship group, which is really great. But um, I think that definitely seems to be where I'm headed next. Are, are you hiring off the suburbs that sound the best so you can get a good name for an EP? Because you're going to just like go, or, you know, you're going to name it Randwick or Glebe or Woolamaloo. <laughs> it's like, is there is there a, or Bondi, I don't know. Is there a, like you're just like picking off these suburbs of where you want to go to? To try and find out, okay, what's going to sound really good as an EP title? Is I a- I hadn't gone there. I was just going for the overall city. Okay, okay. So you're just going to name, you're just going to name it Sydney, <laughs> probably because Albany's the city, Mandra's the city, and Sydney's the city. We've got to keep the got to keep the consistency going. <laughs> it's all about consistency. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you think you're going to try and find a consistency with the themes as well, or is it just going to be a case of whatever comes into your head at the time? Um, yeah, probably, probably, um, a mixture. I definitely want to, um, experiment a bit more and like try write different topics, um, than I normally do. And then other ones, um, there are things that I want to write about that I don't necessarily, I haven't figured out how to write about them yet. Like, um, I can really, uh, interested in like masculinity and, um, 
like Western sort of perceptions of that and what we see as manly and what we don't and like why we might see them that way and like how to challenge those and, and those why sorts two, of things. Why four Panadol and two whiskey is the true form of toxic masculinity. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe you've just given me a song and I'm just going to start there. <laughs> you can take it. I, you know, it's all yours. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> this, is recorded, this is recorded, so I have this on record. Would definitely recommend um, getting a getting a painkiller addiction first to really <laughs> scope out the uh, the uh, themes properly and and how you, you know yeah. the real the real the real son of a bitch it is you know just <laughs> maybe get becoming an <laughs> the alcoholic. authentic experience yes yes Joshua why are you drinking beer again <laughs> bulking season bulking season and a wheat allergy of course that's a fine. wheat allergy <laughs> also no wheat beer okay I suppose that's fair yeah. Okay, uh, so Bali, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Malt beer, malt beer and rye, it is then. <laughs> malt beer and rye. <laughs> oh, I love it. But um, I think um, and defi- um, experimenting with new sounds is another thing that I definitely want to do. Mm. Um, and like layering, uh, like we were talking about like layering vocals. Um, I'd love to do like a whole song, or you know, a song that's just mainly layered vocals. I think that'd be really cool to try out. As well, and like trying different textures and mm. playing around with, you know, what I what I could be sounding like. Mm. Yeah, no, fair enough. I was going to say, has there been any artists recently that have really grabbed your attention that you sort of like what they're doing sonically, and you go, "Oh, I could, I could try me a bit of that." Oh yeah, um, um, Nina Girachi and Coda Banks's um, collaboration project at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, is so like crazily awesome and it's not funny um i like i'm already like a big fan of coda banks anyway yep and but like pairing up with like you know her whole persona and um like melodies and things that she writes about and then putting them over like this like super glitchy almost hyper pop sort of production um from like Nina, from Nina Girachi and like just the experimentation that goes on and is so great. And they just seem like they're having like the best time and the most fun with like what they, you know, like the end result. It's, it's insane. Cause you've got to have fun what you're doing. If you're not, what's the point? <laughs> oh man, absolutely. That's why I want to make this my, my whole life. <laughs> what's, um, has there been any, has there been any sort of goals that you've really kicked this year with your music that you maybe didn't think that you would have got or you really had a and you're like, I want to do this and then you have managed to kick that goal, make the, you know, manage to get where you want to be essentially. Um, yeah, I mean, putting that up, <laughs> I mean, I put out an EP, like a little body of work that has been like a big dream um, and, you know, I've been able to make more music videos for it Um I've had, you know, I've just been able to invest into it a little bit more and create more, like, just more things for the, like, little world that I guess it is. I'm really, um, I really love albums and yeah. EPs and the whole build a world yeah. aspect. Um, so, I think being able to do that has been, like, a massive thing for me. Like, knowing, like, these are the aesthetics that I want. Um, and working with, you know, directors and um, editors down here um, that are helping me, you know, get thing, images out of my brain and onto a screen and, like, building that, this whole 
thing, I think, has been a massive goal and really settling into my artistry. Do you think on building on that point, you would ever want to have a go at uh, creating a, a pseudonym like a character that is sort of a bit detached from your own experience or even your own mm. personality as a sort of a, a moniker, I don't know, like David Bowie essentially used to do. He's the classic yeah. example. He'd create all these different characters just to have these different experiences and songs that you wouldn't be able to do for anything else. Like, you think you'd ever want to go into that area or maybe explore concepts that are maybe a bit foreign to what you've had? Like, are you have you thought about doing any of that? Um, I think I I tried. I wanted to uh, when I first started out um, back when in you know two thousand nineteen, and um, I released my first song called Circles. Yeah. The idea was to was to be anonymous and like mm. to just like sort of like slow reveal and um, stuff like that. But it didn't it didn't really end up working so well. Um, because probably because I didn't have that like persona that you were talking about, um, and I definitely thought of different stage names and things like that. But in the end, I mean, I was also watching a lot of artists who started out that way, reverting back to their like original names as well, and like releasing music under their under their real names rather than yeah. their monikers. Um, and I was like, oh, lol. Um, so I definitely thought about it, but I think I I mean there were like all the songs come from from me. Yeah. And yeah. who I am. So I was just like, I may as well, you know, use use my name and um be you know, authentic and, you know, that sort of thing. But then like only using my first name, I think, was really was like part I guess it's like almost like a half sort of Monica thing, because, like, Kimbra is only known by her first name. Mm. Um, Beyonce, I mean, that's a very different ballpark. But those artists are known by just their first name. And I thought that's really cool because that's who I am. You know, that's what people know me as. So, why... So, it's really just... hide, I guess. It's just really just that authenticity that you got to bring to it. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. With um with everything else that you're planning to do this year, apart from the stuff you've sort of mentioned before, what 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 are you hoping to achieve this year, or hoping to hoping to do this year with um with the rest of the time all being well, you know? Um, well, I'm contemplating um, releasing another one of the songs as a single um, later on down the track, um, mm. and just building building that audience is really, really on the cards at the moment. Um, I'm starting to suss out, like, how I would play things live. Um, I haven't quite got my head around it yet, but we're we're definitely uh, working on that. So I definitely want to try and be performing somewhere sometime between now and the end of the year. Um, And then just working working on new songs. Just all the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, all of that. We love that. Fair that's enough. why we do this, because we want to do the fun stuff. Exactly. That's the yeah. whole point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ditch the J job. That's the goal. <laughs> Ditch the J- day job. That's what we want. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, cool. We're going to go. We're actually going to play um, one of the other songs real soon off the record. Uh, it's going to be um, the, re- the recent single, You Make Me Want to Break Things. Now, yes. this one is the closer on the record as well. It is, yeah. 
What's what's the deal with this one? What what do you like about what 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 is it about this song that really stands out for you when you look back at it upon reflection? It's um it's about a just a very specific friendship that um I've cut off since since writing it and it, it, that's what helped me start writing it. Um and just having I mean what a we what talked a, about what having, a what a brutal way. <laughs> to get that inspiration, just oh man, literally it's, wrecking it's relationships just for the purpose it's of the song. Hard. That's the true. That's the true tragedy of a songwriter, right there, folks. Yeah, I mean, it's the real deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no fake shit here. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those sorts of friendships where um, you're sort of there, like. It's unequal, like where it's unequal. So like you're not as like a priority to them mm. as they are to you. So like you're you know you you're putting in you're trying to put in you know this time to hang out and do this sort of thing, but then they they're not reciprocating, and you're kind of like the backup friend. Um, and I just found myself getting so angry every time <laughs> yeah. like their name like popped up on. Ugh wherever facebook or you know they'd message me after i know i hadn't talked to them in ages and then they message me like six months later they're like oh how are you going i'm like are you serious like are you bored right now because (laughs) you haven't talked to me in this long and i've tried but you're not reciprocating so yeah stuff it i'm done um and yeah i was just i need to i needed to like get get that whole feeling out. I'm not a particularly violent person. Um, I like violence freaks me out. Um, I mean, it freaks most people out, but you know, hopefully. Um, and I just found myself getting like so angry that I wanted to like just literally throw things. Um, and then what we were talking about earlier about the whole masculinity thing. Um, I just didn't want to fall into that, you know, angry man breaks things stereotype. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I decided to write a song about it instead. <laughs> Fair enough, and I mean it comes back to the title as well. Yeah, I mean, I was literally walking. I was just like, I just want to break something. I was like, uh, maybe, maybe I should write a song about this instead. Um, uh, I do that. That happens so often. I don't know if other songwriters do this, but like, you just go through something, and you're like, oh, this would be a really cool lyric, and you just like going through something, like you're, you know, crying, tears down your face. And like, oh, this is. Oh, tears down your face. That's a cool visual. I'm going to put that in a song. Maybe, can, you know, breakdown. I can profit <laughs> off this sorrow of mine. Yeah, that's fine. I can do that. <laughs> Here's a talking point, uh, Joshua. You know, you talk about masculinity and that and about breaking stuff. Uh, Hulk smash. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it a? Uh, is it a facet for toxic masculinity? Mm. The pundits <laughs> agree on smash. this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he sorted himself out in the end. So we have the arc. Ah yes, we have the resolution. Yeah. We have the resolution. That's what we want. So is that, does that mean that you, if you, you Hulk is your Avenger? Is it? Is he the? <laughs> is well, he I don't know. To? Maybe I hadn't really thought about it. I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm not not Which that into, into the MCU. <laughs> it's just sad. Oh, I was definitely a Batman kid growing up. Oh yeah. Um. Oh my goodness, people leaving. Um. So yeah, I mean, I definitely liken myself more to. Like that, like Batman Robin situation, mm, but mm. Um, 
I don't I don't have a favorite Avenger at this moment. I don't think okay. I definitely had. I had a um, actually I still have it. A Captain America leather jacket. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Oh, but that one comes out on the first date. <laughs> the live show. No, the live show. It's a show outfit. It's a show outfit. <laughs> a darling. <laughs> It's either the captain. If you can't handle the Captain America jacket, you're just not good enough for me. You can't I'm sorry. Handle, if you can't handle me at my Captain America, you can't handle me at my, my real self. <laughs> yeah. You can't. If you can't handle. Yeah. If you can't. If you can't handle me at my thought. If you can't handle me at my Hulk. You can't handle me at my Captain America jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to touch this. This leather. Oh my goodness. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Report back to me once you've got more info. <laughs> oh, okay. No worries. We'll do. <laughs> Joshua, thank you for so much for coming on. It's been real fun uh, having a good old chat about the EP and, and everything else. Oh, my pleasure. It's, it's been super fun to to have a chat and like, yeah, I love love talking about it because <laughs> I've been holding on to it for so long. I'm like, yes, I can talk about <laughs> I finally it. finally can share this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Um, again, Really good job with it. I'm so happy that you're you're just as pleased with it uh, as you should be. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where can people find it? Where can people find it? Streaming music. Where can people find your socials as well, Joshua? Uh, so it's up on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube, SoundCloud, all the good stuff. Wherever My, you stream your tunes. Say that again. I said wherever you stream your tunes. Wherever you stream your tunes, it is there. Um, just have to search up Joshua and Albany. It should it should come up. Otherwise, there's a link um, on my Instagram, which is at it's Joshua Music. And yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Yeah, so Follow my, check, check follow my out. journey. So you got the Facebook as well, Josh. It's Joshua Music as well. I see on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's all, all there. All that good stuff. <laughs> All the good stuff, so much. Now, we are going to finish off on You Make Me Want to Break Things. Yes. I'm so excited. Again, Joshua, awesome stuff. Best of luck with the rest of the year too. Hope it all goes swimmingly. Thank you. Um, hope, yeah, hope hope you break plenty of plenty of uh, PBs and, you know, personal goals. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. That's the stuff I want to see broken. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, yeah, uh, have fun bulking. I will. You too. Because you should be as well. Why don't you introduce us to the song and who you are, Joshua? And we'll, uh, yeah, I guess we'll play the song. No worries. Uh, This is Joshua, and this is my new single off my EP Albany called You Make Me Want to Break Things. There goes my phone, it's only you that got me threads on the rope around my chest. Like a ghost that just won't give up haunting me You know that I don't believe So just don't It's vicious This religion's got me undone If I survive this heart of mine You better run You make me wanna pray Things Your name
like all those times I was before When you left me in the cold I'm alright It's vicious This religion's got me undone If I survive this heart of mine You better run You make me wanna pray Things Your name's the match Time at TNT You're watching me Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. We've been through this too many times before, and I've realized I don't want to do it anymore. You're too easy to forgive, too hard to forget.
<laughs> yeah. Now that's what I call a little bit of cool. Yeah, boy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Have you missed me? I hope you have. I missed you, folks. It's been a while, you know, because we pre-record the interviews beforehand. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm back here with a beer because it's that that time of day while while I'm recording it. But before I get too boozed up, that was Trinity Woodhouse with Don't You Know. And before that, uh, You Make Me Want to Break Things by Joshua. Joshua, thank you so much, mate. That was a, that was a great, great chat. I mean, as you can tell, we had just far too much fun. Uh, I want to thank Michael from Evergreen Artists for getting him on the show too. Uh, Michael does a great job. He's such a great publicist. So shout out to you as well, Michael. Make sure you give his new record, Albany, a spin. And uh, please, comment below where you think Josh should move to to specifically get the good title for his next EP. I'm letting that one – I'm going to bring that one out to the audience and then we've got to, we've got to vote and force him to make that his next, his next EP title. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a schemer, folks. I'm a schemer. But, yeah, um, let's quickly chat about what you just heard. Uh, Trinity Woodhouse is an artist from Cessnock in New South Wales, and this is her brand new single. She's such a great young young artist. She's still completing Year Twelve studies, actually. So, fucking fucking chops to her, you know. Um, props. I was about to say chops. Yeah, no fucking chops to her, and uh, she's got good props. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. No, <laughs> honestly, in all seriousness, though, Trinity, great track. Uh, this one was courtesy of uh, Wild Heart Rec- Wild Heart Publicity. Now. I have to say, it doesn't come that often because, um, and I know it's a bit of a trait of more that country, Americana, bluegrass sort of thing, or, you know, even Heartland sort of styles, the, just properly using a seventh chord. You know what is so satisfying? The seventh chord you used in that song, Trinity, and especially in the intro. It's just, oh, it's like somebody's, somebody's learnt their, their theory by the sounds of it, and, and it's, it's how to use chords properly. So, yeah. Good shit. <laughs> no, um, I really liked it too. And I tell you what, I, I heard the, I heard the cheeky uh, the cheeky harmonized guitar there in the solo. You know, I, I'm listening. I'm listening very carefully. So this is what gets me. This is what gets me excited. You put that kind of shit in, you're almost guaranteed to get a spot on this show. <laughs> but honestly, uh, Trinity, you're doing amazing stuff too. I see. She's been yeah, been really really busy. Up her end of the country. Um, been playing all around a lot of country festivals as well, I see, which is really cool. Really cool. Tamworth Country Music Festival, of course, uh, including the Gimpy Music Muster. We've played a few artists that have played there, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, really, really, really good stuff. I'm looking forward to more, Trinity. Keep it up. Now, um, we are going to stoink it up as we normally do at this time of the episode for the next couple of releases. But, uh, folks, I, this gives me a good segue, as always, to talk about Heavy Reborn. Now, I'll tell you what, those guys have just been pranking each other all day and all night over there, and they've just been popping out the, oh, just awesome episodes. Um, every week, they usually come out with one. Just just playing some of the best heavy music in the country. Uh, they just released one on the weekend, uh, so go and check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Carly, Mick, and Jesus, they do an awesome, awesome job. Awesome job. They've um, actually interviewed this last week. Go and check it out. If you're a fan of Voyager, and we are here at AMR, we're, we're, we're Voyager simps, shall we say, we're on, on the voyage of simping for them. 
Um, so Scott K has started a new project called Onslow. And they chatted to him about that, which is really cool. So, please, please go and have a listen to that, as well as all the great artists they play too. And uh, tell those bastards to come and listen to us as well. We need more cross-promo. Uh, but these ne- uh, that's a good segue because uh, these next two tracks are very, very heavy, heavy music-orientated. Uh, the first one is actually a self-sent song. So, I, I, uh, this is actually another good segue. If you are an artist, if you're an independent artist in Australia, New Zealand, or the Pacific Islands... Uh, please, please, please send in your new tracks or new original music to amrairplay at mail.com because you never know, we might really like it and then we'll play it. <laughs> but yeah, if it's really good and we love it, you know you're going you know to get it played. But we pretty much play most stuff that comes through anyway at some point or another on the, on the live stream. But this next artist is a, a duo called Baby Dave and they're from Winown South, going down. Uh, they're a two-headed duo from... Tasmania called Baby Dave, and this is their brand new single, Heartbreaker. Now, these guys are a live, you know, a live, um, the live a Tasmanian live stalwart, <laughs> I guess you could call them. They play it at a false music festival down in um, uh, at Marion Bay, which is the one down there. And I know a few people that have been down to that, that particular festival, and they it just apparently goes off. So, uh, <laughs> That must have been fun. But, yeah, these guys too are all around the state all the time. Uh, they're from Hobart. Uh, and they're like a bass drums duo a la Royal Blood. So, if you like that stuff, you're going to really enjoy this. But, yeah, as you would expect, the riffs with a, with a bass drum drum duo, the riffs are heavy and they are thick. Thick to your mama. Uh, and it's just, yeah, really, really driving thumping song. Real stonker it is. Real stonker. Had a lot of fun listening to it. And phenomenal vocals too. Uh, From Joe Stone, the bassist, who is doubles up with the vocalist. You know, you got to do a lot of jobs when you're only a duo. There's no, there's no laziness involved with the, with the duo. Uh, Then, uh, yeah, so great stuff. You're going to hear that in a real sec. It's Heartbreaker by Baby Dave. And then after that, we're going to keep things like nice and prog with uh, Empirical Praise brand new track which is called hypnotize now i love these slow burners you're going for a real treat it's about seven ish minutes long you know it's like a good track when you download the web file and it's over 100 megabytes <laughs> so yeah this is this is some good shit uh these guys are from melbourne so yeah local represent uh and uh apparently this is going to be they're about to actually they're in the process of putting out their uh, debut record now that might be their debut record for these guys. For these guys, but the members of this band have been playing in lots of bands over the years. They're very, very experienced and talented, and you mm, you can hear that in the instrumentation and the uh, and the composition. Now, I had real muse. I, I think it hit my uh, my muse craving because <laughs> just with the operatic vocals, God, this was an operatic song which just you know hits that theatricality. So it was almost like just channeling a t- tiny bit of like those those uh, uh, those glam prog prog thing. But you know, actually, I was going to say glam prog, but then I was actually going to list. Oh yeah, Queen and um, <laughs> Panic at the Disco. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's real prog, Daniel. No, but in sort of in terms of that theatricality, there was a little bit of that that thing going on there, which I really liked. And compare it to uh, the 
the Patches Paradise falsetto. You'll find that this one's a bit more, a bit more <laughs> over the top in terms of its falsetto. No, no breathy vocals in this one at all, but just really good guitar work. And yeah, overall, just really good, really good vocals and really good composition. Uh, that's again, that's another track, courtesy of Evergreen. So um, thanks, Michael. Thanks, guys. Uh, make sure you go and check out um, the Mint Factory too, because uh, they do play a lot of a lot of bit of everything as well. They had an episode come out last week, the end of last week, with a absolute slew of brilliant new tracks that have come through. Uh, they play a lot of the stuff that we do as well. So, you know, there's a lot of bit of crossovers. If you like what we play, you'll like what, what the Mint Factory do. And there's just a great a great um, rotation of hosts on there. Gav's heading up that one. The most recent episode I see had Amy, Suze, and Kim. A bunch of new, a bunch of our new guys who are doing awesome stuff. Great stuff, guys. Go and check it out, as always, on australiamusiciansradio.com too with the um, Heavy Reborn stuff as well. And, of course, our, our episodes. You can catch them embedded on our page. However, I should not digress because you're about to hear some awesome new tracks. Let's, let's bloody play them, eh? Yeah, I know, right? It's a uh, Baby Dave with Heartbreaker and Empirical Prey with Hypnotize right here on Bar Talk. We'll be back soon, folks.
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Hypnoanalysis offers the quickest method of probing the subconscious. First, Vicky will be placed under hypnosis. How do you do that? Well, there are many ways and methods. We intend to use a mechanical device such as this one here.
have a soothing effect. And as you watch them, you begin to feel every muscle of your body settling back in comfort and rest. Ooh, wow, yeah, held it to your head again, folks. Yeah, boy, it's me again. It's me, just me, just little old me coming at you real fast, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's me, Big D, Daniel Lampern here, back at you uh, to talk about what we just played, which was Empirical Prey by, I was about to say Empirical Prey by Hypnotize, but no, it's the other way around, Hypnotize by Empirical Prey. I guess those are those samples of the hypnotist video or whatever, or the hypnotist audio voiceover have uh, got me hypnotized. It was very hypnotic, that music. Uh, but before that, <laughs> Baby Dave with Heartbreaker. Great, great tracks. Great, great tracks. And as I said before, make sure you go and check out uh, The Mint Factory and Heavy Reborn. Uh, now, I should should get some um, – I should actually mention that, that topic too. Uh, you should. You should check out all of our socials as well. I know this is a bit early. It feels like I'm jumping straight into it, but I don't bloody know why I should do it anywhere else because you know what? Normally by now I would like bullshit and alcohol review, but uh, at the moment, folks, I am drinking a cheeky James Squire 150 Lashes. Uh, I'm not going to review it. I think I've reviewed it. I've drunk it many times. It's a beer. What do you expect, folks? Come on. Enough of that unsolicited product placement, which I forewarn you about at the start of the show. Uh, let's quickly say about where you can find us because I, ne- I need, I need, we need more people to get on our socials too. Please get onto Bar Talks, Facebook, and YouTube. Give us a sub, give us a like uh, if you're not already. And of course, on AMR Australia, which is uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you see us posting stuff there all the time. Um, make sure you go and check out Heavy Reborn. They've got their own page as well. But uh, make sure you go and s- subscribe or you know follow or like us on whatever, um, wherever you do stream your podcasts because that always helps us uh, get more followers too. I need more followers on Spotify, folks. I need- <laughs> we need to build up their numbers, their rookie numbers. But no, if you're on iTunes, um, yeah, subscribe and leave us a review. We need more reviews on the, the, iTunes, the iTunes page as well, regardless of what country you're in. Uh, but, of course, you can always find everything linked in all our episodes at australiamusiciansradio.com forward slash bar talk and shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. Or, as I said, it's wherever you get your podcasts, really. Um, amrplantmail.com if you are an artist. I should um, give a shout-out to our business partners as well, Bizop Solutions, uh, Suki Lounge in Belgrave, and, of course, uh, Music Factory Direct. Now, I, I just want to mention about the last two tracks we've got because uh, this is going to take things down a little bit, a little bit of a notch, you know, keeping it easy, keeping it just chilled, but keeping it interesting, most importantly. Now, the first track that we're going to play, well, of these last two is uh, a track by Marty Wilson, who is no stranger to AMR. We've uh, played her quite a few times, and she's an AMR mainstay, and that's that's pretty cool. I know Gareth is a big fan, um, but she's coming out with her album later this year. Apparently, it's her debut after all this time. I know. Well, after all these songs that she's released, finally getting around to, <laughs> around to ticking off that box, you know, getting that bucket list sorted out, which is always good, Marty. Always good. Anyway, Marty is a... Very phenomenally talented Queensland artist. And yeah, had been having tracks come out left, right and centre. But this is her first single of the year. It is called Salty. We're keeping things introspective for the last two songs, which I always like. And this is very much an introspective song. 
great great acoustics great a great sort of swell that comes into the production in the chorus which is great for dynamics too really good for that folky sound but apart from that just a, a really really cool sort of irreflective introspective track and i'm definitely keen to see when that bloody album's coming out marty come on <laughs> get your act together but no in all honesty honest honesty uh she's a very busy busy person and uh, just winning awards and accolades left, right, and centre. So, you know, can't really complain about that, can we? And to end off, actually, something really cool. Uh, this artist is another Melbourne artist. Uh, it is Hello Satellites. Now, Hello Satellites is the moniker of Eva Popov, who is a Melbourne-based artist. And this is actually, she just released her fourth album, which is called There's a Field, and coincidentally is the title track, which is the song we're going to play, which is the the release single, I guess you can call it. So if you get a chance, go and give, give the album a listen. It's really interesting. I've, I've been uh, hearing a bit of the stuff as it comes through uh, over the last few weeks, and it is really a genre-bending genre album. Uh, it really is a cool, cool alt record, and and for good reason. Awesome production. Uh, I have to really, really sort of you know make make the point to say I it's very hard <laughs> to nail the tone that both fills you with intrepid fills you with trepidation, but is also incredibly uplifting. And this song, for whatever reason, just happens to achieve it. And so I don't know how you could get away with it, but Eva definitely has. And yeah, I, I just have to say, you know. Props to you. It's a really, really cool cool sort of track and a great one to finish off, I think. Uh, Eva is actually going to be doing a couple of shows down this part of the country on the 27th and 29th of May, respectively. So, if you can get a ticket, give it, give it the old, give it the old checker outer. Apparently, she's going to be uh, getting some uh, accompaniment going with some strings as well. So it should be should be good. But yeah, at Tempo Rubato on Thursday the 27th and Northern Arts Hotel in Castlemaine on Saturday the 29th of May. Make sure you go and check out our socials for any tickets. But yeah, give the album a spin, as I said. Make sure you go and check out and, you know, if they are playing shows, go and see them if you're around. Um, so make sure you go and check out all the artists that we've played if you really like what you hear. Give them a give them some support. Love them. Don't leave them. Um, preferably, give them a like though, a sub, a follow, whatever of whatever social media preference you so desire. Because that's the best way to support it. Support your artists. Go to their shows. Buy their buy their singles, or you know, download their download their music, and uh, tell them you love them, and tell them I said hi too. <laughs> but no, yeah, as I said before, Hello Our Satellites is a Melbourne-based artist, so you know Melbourne represent. And I hope you enjoyed as much as I did listening to it. Now, 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 everyone. Um, I hope you are ready for me to finish up this episode because I am. I'm, I'm pretty much ready to go. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this week and I really hope you enjoyed the chat with Joshua. We're going to be back next week with some more more bullshit. I can tell you that. That I can I can promise you unless unless I run out of time. It's happened before, so don't don't hold me to my word on that. But I should be back next week with another episode, probably with another co-host. We'll see how we go. Again, I've got some great artists hopefully lined up over the next few weeks, which I'm really excited about. So make sure you check out our pages 
and uh, check out the other AMR shows as well because we've got you'll you'll keep you'll be kept in the loop as to what we're doing, you know. But uh, thank you again, and I hope you all have a lovely rest of your week. Uh, these last two tracks, if you have already forgotten, are Marty Wilson with Salty and There's a Field by Hello Satellites. Goodbye, folks, and a cheerio. You told me I was too sweet and I should try being salty Like the ocean I breathe So if I called you bitter, would it make you feel better? Because I had said something mean I guess I love the way that I don't plan my life away And I rewrite the words as I live and I learn and I find The fire always burns You said you'll never find someone if you're dreaming of nothing Nothing's hard to find You've got a picture of love And a wild expectation Of what it feels like and does So I guess I love the way That I don't plan my life away And I rewrite the words As I live and I learn And in turn The fire always burns up lonely if you keep on floating but I'd rather be alone than have a standard of love and a wild expectation of what it looks like and does so I guess I love the way that I don't plan my life away and I rewrite the words as I live and I learn and in turn Fire always burns I guess I'm too sweet But I won't be salty Cause that's just not me Calling you bitter Won't make anything better Instead why not breathe I know I love the way that I don't plan my life away And I rewrite the words as I live and I learn And in turn, love always burns Thank you.
heart Through rising panic And dirty water I turn from lover To hungry ghost Be my